Oh, hello everybody and welcome to another Cali Cube Tuesdays. Today it's with Joe Kaufman. And I apologize, Joe, I said your name wrong last week. I said Kaufman. Uh, and you'll see why I made that mistake, because I think everybody must make, make that mistake, right? Kaufman. Kaufman. Like when oh, I was Kaufman, a kid. Not even Kaufman. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was <coughs> man. Right. Funny kids. I was Barnyard, so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely uh, not going to complain about that. A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Joe Kaufman. I corrected myself in the middle of that. I appreciate that. Welcome. Excited to be stuff. here, Jason. Lovely. It's delightful to have you here. And we're going to be talking about um, brands choosing the right agency for the right reasons, as I understand it. But before that, quickly, uh, the beginning of the show is always about knowledge panels, brand SERPs. Uh, and the knowledge graph, which I work on with WordLift. Uh, and uh, Jeff J. Hunter uh, pointed out to me that Google Podcasts now shows entities at the bottom of each podcast episode with links through to Google. So if you are an entity in the knowledge graph and you are on a podcast or featured on a podcast or you have a podcast or your topic, I would assume, is featured in the podcast is going to be coming soon, then Google provides these links through, which is another great reason to be in the knowledge graph. Uh, Jeff J. Hunter down there, absolutely wonderful um, interview I did with him about Brandsups a couple of days ago. Um, but now on to you, Joe. Um, you, you were quite shocking when I looked you up. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, number one is that you have a completely unique name. I couldn't find anybody else with the same name. Am I wrong? You're pretty accurate. Uh, and in fact, it got me a second date with my wife. So it worked out pretty well. For and me. presumably a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. It did. But the uh, on the first date, I dangled a teaser to tell her that, that there's a su suspicion by one of my cousins that the reason my name is spelled the way it is, is scandalous. And I said, I'll tell you about it on our second date. And she said, okay. And so I knew I got a second date at that point. Right. You're a good marketer. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, well, I, I actually, uh, I was in Mauritius for years and years and years. And I had a, a, a guy who worked for me and his name, his surname was a bit unusual uh, in Mauritius. And he said, well, actually, I I'm the only person in my family with that surname. And I said, that can't be true. And he said, well, actually, when they registered my name, the person who registered it wrote it wrong. And when my father asked them to correct this, it's too late. It's written now. That's going to be it for the rest of his life. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of thinking maybe it was the same for you. That, that's probably the reality was there was just some guy at Ellis Island when my, you know, my great grandfather came over in, in the early 1900s and just wrote it wrong because he didn't really speak English. He was, he spoke only Russian, but, uh, but the scandalous version is more interesting and are you going to uh, share like that said, or is that something that only your I'll, wife knows? i'll share it on our second on our second podcast our next <laughs> podcast our next conversation genius but what that does mean now to move away from that i mean i, I looked you up on facebook i looked you on, on linkedin i couldn't find anybody else and then you look up your brand set and of course the only person on your brand set is you because there's nobody else with your name um that's the Facebook lookup I did to check out for yep. you. And the next one that we're going to put up is your brand sub. And it's all blue links, but it's all you. Uh, and I was talking about Jeff J. Hunter earlier on. He has an incredibly common name. And his problem is that loads of people, actors and so on, have come up for that. Uh, you don't have that problem. 
um, only you will ever come up. But if I may, if we can have that brand SERP again, and I may criticize very slightly, you might want to think about having videos or Twitter boxes or something to make it a bit more interesting and, may I say, sexy. Yeah. Um, wishing to go for the second that. date straight away. Absolutely. Working on that, uh, we've been developing some videos. We've done a series called the CMO Spotlight, where I'm interviewing CMOs on what makes them special and unique. And uh, so hopefully, we'll, you know, in another couple of months, we'll come back and there'll be some video on that results page as well. Brilliant stuff. Okay. Well, I mean, I think what makes us unique uh, or what we think makes us unique is always what our mother told us makes us unique. And that isn't necessarily honest. Um, but on to the topic of the day, which is how to find the right agency for your brand. Now, this is something I know absolutely nothing about. I mean, there have been a few of these interviews where I don't know anything, but this is because I'm not, I've never been part of an agency. Uh, I'm a freelancer. So agencies are just kind of this world, this this other world yeah. away from us. And if we put up the three questions that you sent me, you're going to answer why do brands look for agencies? Was number two question, sorry, number one, question number two, you're going to tell me because uh, we haven't got it on screen. There we go. Oh, there we what go. What kinds of agencies they seek and how they find and select the right agency. Those theoretically sure. the three questions. So sure. we start with why brands seek marketing agency support. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, well, 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 let's first define what we mean by brand a little bit. So Ooh. certainly brand can be uh, within a large company that has a portfolio of brands. So oh, think yeah. of a company like Kellogg's or, or, or Ford Motor Company or some, one of these, you know, I'm obviously thinking of, of U.S.-based brands here, but, right. you know, they have, a, they have a portfolio of different brands within the company. Right. And, and it may be that each of those different brands, actually here in Atlanta, we have Coca-Cola and mm -hmm. we all know there's Coca-Cola, the traditional Coca-Cola classic, but there's also Fanta and there's root beer flavors and there's waters and teas and juices. Um, and so each what, of those. Just what strikes me, but we can come back to that in just one moment. Yeah. What strikes me about all those companies, they all started with one brand. Right, 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 right. Well, I think uh, especially for a consumer packaged goods brand, the strategy is how do I get more shelf space on the grocery store aisle? Okay. And so they start with one that sells well, and then they say, okay, if I can launch five other brands that are complementary or different in some way, then I can get five SKUs on the shelf instead of one. But um, but consider a, a company like Coca-Cola here in Atlanta, you know, based here in Atlanta, Georgia, um, they have so many different brands with different audiences that are interested in drinking those brands. So somebody that's more health conscious, for example, may prefer the waters or the teas. Somebody that's less health conscious or maybe wants caffeine boost, we can, you know, have a oh, more oh, of a soda. Mountain Dew, isn't that the, the world's worst ever drink? It's kind of fluorescent green and very sugary, but it's not Coca-Cola. It's not a Coca-Cola brand, but there are plenty of good and bad for, for all of these companies. I mean, you know, they, they've they've definitely started to move towards, you know, offering healthier choices because they realize that not everybody wants all the sugar and caffeine. Right. But but if you think about the different target audience for the different brands, um, sometimes require very different marketing talents and skills to reach those different audiences. Okay. And so... Um, you know, each brand has a different need in terms of types of agency support that they might want. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the first question is, you know, why does an 
a brand go find an agency or want to go find an agency? And, and the answer is typically that they're missing either capacity or capability within their team. So, Ooh, but but sorry, in in the case of a, a company that has multiple brands there and multiple audiences, they're perhaps missing also the capacity to adapt themselves to all these different markets. Absolutely, different very, very good, very good points. So, for example, um, some brands cater themselves and lend themselves better to a specific target audience. So, I'll give you an example from. We'll, we'll continue to use Coca Cola, the Fanta brand within Coca-Cola tends to resonate very well with a largely Hispanic audience. Doesn't mean yeah. that other audiences don't love Fanta also, but it's just more popular in the, the Hispanic community than it is in, in other communities. So you may, for example, want to hire an agency that's an expert in multicultural marketing or particularly marketing in Spanish language, for example, whereas that may not be a need for Dasani water, as an example. So Correct. to your point, yeah, there, there. It could be. It is still a capacity or capability issue that you a brand would seek an agency. The capacity issue is, I just don't have enough arms and legs within my team to do all of the marketing work that I need to have done. Hmm. And the capability side of it would be, I'm just not good at something within my team, and I would seek the expertise of somebody outside. Can, One of can I add a fourth one? Yeah, sure. Which might be taking an agency because they can take a take a step back. Take a step back to to what? Well, I mean, when we market our own products, we tend to have our heads so much in oh, what we're right. trying to say and what we think Absolutely. and how we feel about it. Having an agency come in or a freelancer, in my case, selling my services there, um, is, is actually just somebody who has a bit of. Uh, I can't remember what the word is in English. It's in recul in French. What is it in English? Uh, outside perspective. Thank you very know. much. You're very good at words. Thanks. Uh, I, I, I try to be. Uh, so, so, but to your point, even, even all of those other things are, you're seeking external um, expertise. And the expertise may be vision from outside of your brand and your world. It may be expertise in Spanish language, you know, consumers. It may be expertise in search engine optimization or right. paid digital media or content creation or something else basically anything you don't know how to do and, right. and that must be a problem for brands is admitting i mean because the person who's dealing with it within the brand are they really want to gonna are they really going to want to say to their boss i actually don't know how to do this yeah i mean i think realistically in today's world we realize that we can't be good at everything and that many of the marketers within these organizations are generalists. And so they're a little bit good at a lot of things, but they're not truly an expert at any one given thing. And right. in many cases, the larger the brand, the larger the company, I mean, a massive company like Coca-Cola, they're managing lots and lots and lots of agencies. In some cases, thousands of agencies, not just yeah. hundreds, but thousands globally. And so part of the job as the marketer within a larger company may be just managing that agency and that agency relationship. And so they're quite literally admitting that they're not experts in the area, but their, their job is just to manage the, the, the resources. Yeah, and, and that idea about being a generalist is actually a good thing. I know enough about all of these things to be able to see when they're doing it wrong or when they're getting it wrong, horribly right. wrong. Right. But I can't possibly know enough about it all to do right. 
their job. Right. And being a generalist is incredibly underestimated. I saw a talk, uh, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Greg Gifford at Brighton SEO years ago about, you know, the underappreciated uh, glory of being a generalist who can actually spot uh, all of these different things and say, well, okay, doesn't look right, but we need a specialist set to get the specialist Absolutely. story in. Yeah. And I don't think there's any shame in seeking help. Um, I don't mean for, you know, addiction or something like that. I mean, from a marketing perspective, uh, it's okay to say I'm not good at everything, but I'm willing to find an expert to help me solve some specific challenges that we're facing. A, a good example that I always comes to mind for me is email marketing. You know, uh, to know all of the platforms and know them well and know all of the intricacies that go into doing email marketing or marketing automation well, there are people that spend their whole careers focused on marketing automation. Mm. And I would expect them to know more than I do as a generalist. Brilliant. Okay. Another thing, as a generalist, you have the capacity to look it up online. There's this thing called Google right. that actually returns right. lots of helpful results. And you can look through it and you say, that looks like a likely solution. But I mean, and I can suggest two or three options to the expert and say, here are three possibilities yeah. that might make your life easier. And I can, I can go with any of them. Uh, I was doing that literally today with a client. Um, where the technician was saying, I didn't know about that. Thank you very much. Uh, and all I did was look it up on Google because he didn't have the solution to hand. Yeah, well, and to, but one other perspective on that, Jason, is just because you, you know, took a lesson on YouTube yesterday doesn't make you an expert in that field. Uh, I, no. As, as a guy who, who uh, took, started taking trumpet lessons as an adult, uh, you know, I can tell you that Despite watching multiple videos, I'm still no expert at playing that, the trumpet. I'm still that's a honest. great example. I hope that wasn't what it came across as me saying. I was saying, I can see that this is a potential solution. I'm not going to do the video. Absolutely. I'm not going to try and learn to play the trumpet. But maybe this is a good way right. to move forward. I could hire a trumpeter or, 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 or <laughs> I could hire a teacher to teach me how to play. Right, right. Brilliant. Right, right. Yeah, wonderful. All that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so second question. I can't remember what it was, so you're going to tell me. Uh, let's see if I can remember what it was. I think it was... Uh, what kind oh, of agencies go. they seek? So, um, specialist agencies, generalist agencies, this is yeah. brilliant. Uh, you know your topic incredibly well. You just don't know the three questions you said. No, I don't remember what I sent you. Uh, and uh, we probably should look up the third too at some point so that I don't Ooh, forget that. Sorry, but. this is something that always comes up around the 15-minute mark is that we're now ranking on YouTube for your name, number one, and that will continue throughout throughout the show. Cool. Um, with your name, I suspect we might well manage to rank for longer. Yeah, well, well, uh, that's I, I actually changed my name, the spelling specifically for the SERP page. So that was those. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. But uh, but in well, terms no, of special, actually, if we come back to Jeff J. Hunter, sorry, this is a little aside. Yeah. I said you're a genius for putting the J in the middle because Jeff J., Jeffrey Hunter is actually an actor. He's in a he's a character in a film. I mean, there are hundreds of Jeffrey Hunters who have done lots of things. You're a genius for putting the J in the middle. He said, I actually put the J in the middle two years ago because my grandfather died and I respected him so much. I wanted to respect that middle name that he shared with me. And it was complete luck. Um, but well, if you have a common name, there's a tip. Put your middle initial. You, you uh, forgot actually the silent Z in my last name. So that's okay. <laughs> now now you've got me panicking. Like, oh, no, no, no. 
it, it's Z K O U F M A N Z Z Z. That's 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 how I spell mine, just to be different. Genius. Right. Okay. No, but but uh, the, so, so my copy pasting question. skills, my copy pasting skills are really not up to the mark. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so, uh, what kind of brand, uh, agencies do they seek? So, so specialist versus generalist, it, it's sort of a similar conversation to what we just had about skills, about marketing skills in general. But if you think about agencies are either good at a lot of different things, but not necessarily fantastic at one specific thing, mm. or they're a little bit more niche and focused on a specific discipline. And they could be even focused on a specific industry. So there are agencies that do nothing but healthcare work mm. or nothing but restaurants or whatever. But generally what we see is specialist agencies that are focused on content creation, focused on email marketing, focused on public relations, focused on web design and development or SEO or something like that versus a general agency that may have specialists on the team that are good at some of those different disciplines, but they are broader in their scope of the, the types of services that they're typically willing to offer clients. Right. Well, I mean, with a general generalist agency, my immediate reaction would be I'm not solving my problem. I haven't got an agency who are any more specialized than I am. If, if I'm coming from that point of view that I don't have the skill set. Well, except that consider, let's consider a generalist agency that has, I don't know, 30, 40, 50, maybe a hundred employees, hundred, you know, the reality is, especially for a smaller brand, I may not be able to afford to have a social media specialist, an email marketing specialist, a, a true, paid true, search true. specialist on staff, but I can hire an agency and get a little percentage of each of those different people's time. And therefore I get the, the, the benefits of a broad set of experiences and a broad set of skills without having to hire one person that's an expert at every yeah. single area. And in that circumstance, it's saying, I need to get this work onto somebody else because I simply don't have the capacity. So the fact that they're not necessarily a lot better than me isn't isn't such a big deal. Um, and the other thing, I mean, in, in an agency with loads of employees, presumably each person does one specific thing. Well, and, and into your, it goes back again to capacity and capability a little bit because, again, do I have the capacity to do all of the things I need for us to do? Or does my team have the capacity to do all those things? And do I have the capability that, that you know, the specific capability? And, and um, so we have over the years worked with both generalist agencies and specialist agencies. And we found that they both have a very um, important place within the ecosystem right. of support that a brand might need. Right. And you, you yourself run an agency or you, you ask no. agencies? So Setup is a marketing matchmaker in that we connect brands and agencies together. So, so our model is we put each agency that we work with through a very rigorous vetting process to um, narrow in on what it is that, that makes them special and unique and, and, mm. and, and best of breed in something, best of class. So And then... Yeah, go sorry, ahead. carry on. Sorry, go ahead. Carry well, ahead. And then um, we uh, go out and have conversations with brands, with marketers who may need agency support, and we connect the two together and then get out of the way. I mean, much like a dating service connects, you know, two people that might want to romantically date, we're connecting 
brands that sometimes have a hard time finding the right agency to support mm. them and agencies that frankly are more focused on doing business or more focused on doing great work for their clients than really being good at business development or marketing them themselves as an agency. And so we're, we're matchmakers connecting brands oh. and agencies together. We're paid typically by the agencies on an ongoing basis to make ongoing introductions. Isn't, isn't there a tendency for the agency to say, just get me as many clients as you can? So that would be kind of biased, in which case you're just becoming a, uh, a, an extension of the agency's bullying, selling. Yeah. Our, our approach, yeah, it's a really good question. Our approach is very different than just working for the agency. So when the client comes to us with a need, our process is to talk through the problem they're trying to solve and help them write a brief. We help them write a marketing brief outlining the issues that they're facing. Mm -hmm. We then go look through our portfolio of all of our agency partners to determine if there are some that can really solve that problem. Which ones are the perfect fit to solve that problem? We then typically introduce the client or the brand to three or four different agencies. And the reason we do that is that when a client selects an agency partner, they usually do so because of capability. You know, can they solve my problem? Mm -hmm. And chemistry, do I like I, yeah, them? Yeah, I was gonna say that, that there is that whole thing of, of do I get on with the person? I find, I, I mean, with my clients as a freelancer, if I don't like the person, it doesn't, or the people I'm dealing with, it doesn't last more than a month. Absolutely. And so the reality is we can't force fit chemistry. We can't make chemistry happen. I mean, certainly if you think about the dating analogy, you know, you press your shirt and you brush your teeth and comb your hair and you do all of these things to, you know, give yourself the best chance that there'll at least be chemistry, but you cannot manufacture chemistry. And so by introducing the client to three or four different agencies, we're saying all four are capable but you choose the one that seems to fit best with your team and you and your team. Um, and so that's been a great, our model has been praised a lot by clients because we expose them to some agencies that they may not have considered otherwise and right. give them the choice to control that relationship and control that, um, uh, that process of selecting the right one for them. But if, if somebody doesn't call you or doesn't have the, 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 the means to call you, or they're not in America to, because you don't work outside America, I assume, how do you define or how do you, how do you define and then find the right agency? I mean, there must be a step process saying I have a problem of capacity or I have a problem of skill or I have a problem of um, yeah whatever it might be. And I need to go and find these agencies and then sort through them. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think I think what you're asking is, is how do we find the the brands or the clients that are looking for agency support? No, that's not what I'm asking. Sorry, I'm saying oh. if I'm a brand and I don't call you, I'm in France, so I need to find an agency yeah. because I'm in France. You can't speak French, so you're not going to help me. Uh, you can't help me. How do I go about a defining what my needs are, what type of agency I need, and mm. then finding those agencies and then sorting through them to make sure that I've got the right one. Well, the, the short answer is you needed a European setup uh, to help you, a European version of setup. But but we've actually created some content that may be useful for folks that are people that are looking for support and help. So, for example, if you go to agencychooser.com, C-H-O-O-S-E-R, agencychooser.com, mm -hmm. uh, it redirects you to a page of our site where uh, we have built a guide 
that helps people navigate that process. So there are sort of three chapters of this guide. That, the first that was what is, I wanted. The, the three chapters, yeah. what are they? Go ahead. The, the first is, you know, how do you plan for selecting a marketing agency? The second chapter is how do you pick the right one? And the third is how do you onboard them? And, um, and we actually wrote this guide as a workbook. It's a PDF that you can either type in your answers and download it I and mean, print it, or you could, you know, print it and write in your hand, write in your answers, but it's, it helps you think through what are the things we need to consider when we're thinking about hiring an agency and it steps you through that process. Um, we used agencychooser.com just to redirect that page simply to make sure. it easy for me to remember the URL. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I mean, the, the problem there is that you haven't actually given me anything concrete to work on. I mean, uh, the fact what you're kind of saying to me is call us and we'll sort it out for you, which isn't the idea of the podcast. The idea of the podcast is to actually give people a way of, of thinking this through. I mean, I would immediately say, okay, I need to identify whether I've got a problem of capacity, a problem of um, means or, or a, a problem of understanding who my audience is and then presumably start searching online. But I've got no yeah. idea where I would start, even if I've managed to identify that starting point. Well, well, so two things. Number one, that's, I mean, this is a 42 page workbook that we wrote oh. because, because you have to do that work. They're, 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 we can't magically tell you what you need. You have to understand, you have to work through to decide what it is you need, where you need. For example, you think about your marketing team. I might have an, a, a team of five that run marketing and I might have an email marketing expert and I might have a social media expert, but I don't have a web designer. And so I know that I'm going to be seeking agency support in the area of web design and development, but I don't need help with email or social. And so this was built as a workbook because you've got to go through it and do the work to understand what you need most. And I can't tell you what you need, but yeah. the other piece is the reason we exist in some ways is because try go, you know, if you decide you do need a web design and development agency, Google it and you'll have 50,000 options at your disposal. And the challenge is, how do you parse through that list? Well, I mean, that is the problem. I mean, all these agents who presumably are very good at SEO, they're also putting their ad budgets into their stuff. I and mean, you're, you're drowned at that first page with rubbish uh, proposals by, by agencies that are perhaps desperate or just very good at, um, at placing themselves. And, and that, that leads to the point is, from a, from a brand point of view, I don't know where to turn or who to choose. I mean, obviously, you're going to come back to your company, but... but um, evaluating how much value they can bring. I mean, let's say chemistry. I mean, is chemistry a good measure? It is ultimately if all of the things are equal. So for example, uh, I remember back when I ran marketing and business development at an agency pitching a client and the chief marketing officer of the company told us during the meeting that he was going to be selecting his agency that afternoon, which was pretty rare to hear. Usually it's Hey, I'm meeting with agencies this week, and then I'm going to, you know, evaluate your proposal next week and make a selection. And I, I ended up running into that chief marketing officer uh, about a year after the pitch. Uh, they didn't ultimately choose m me or my agency, mm. but what he said was, I already had had my team do the research to understand that all of the agencies that met with me were capable. 
They all had right. healthcare. This is a health, a big hospital system. They all had healthcare experience. They all had experience to do the marketing work we needed. And he said, I'm making an assumption that your average hourly bill rate is somewhat similar to the average hourly bill rate of your competitors. And he said, so what else is there to make my decision? When it comes down to it, ultimately, I'm going to pick the agency that's the best fit. Well, in fact, you've answered my question uh, in a bit of a roundabout way is research the agencies you're looking at. And I mean, I'm going to come back to my favorite topic is look up their brand name. See what comes up. Are they really that good? What's on page one? Is it their site? Is it optimized? Is it convincing? Is it accurate? Is it positive? Does it really want bring you in? Then look at page two and see what rubbish comes up on page two. Is there dirt hidden under the carpet? And yeah, so on and sure. so forth. So it, it is research. Google's a great tool for research. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's absolutely wonderful. The best way to figure out if an agency suits you is to research it. And a great way to research it is but your that's brand only set. part. But that's part of it, right? Because you still have to have the conversation, right? You still have to have the conversation to understand you're researching all of the ways that they are good on paper or digital paper in this case. All bad, all bad, excuse me. Or bad. I mean, all, all of that stuff under, under the carpet, um, you know, that, that, that Google's a good way to dig that up. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you need to find out which ones are relevant for you, which ones can provide the solutions to the problems that you have, then research them. Obviously, Google is one way. There are mul multiple other ways to do it. And then look to see if a cost meet within whatever it is you're looking for, but also the chemistry. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I there are directories and other guides that could help you narrow down the think of them as a filter over the top of Google. One of one of them that I really like is called Clutch. Um, Cl their, their website's clutch.co. And it's it's a large directory, global actually. And so, you know, it may be a good place to begin and it may spit out a list of 20, 30 agencies that all fit your filter criteria, mm -hmm. but then you still do have to do some work to get, you know, to narrow down to the one that's the best fit for you. Um, yeah, 100%. You can't trust Google to sort through it for you. You can't trust uh, individual platforms to do it right. Uh, there might be an agency who isn't working on clutch.co to optimize that and to get loads of reviews and lots of information on there. They might be working Absolutely. on a different platform. So you would do well to look at another platform. I've got no idea where that might be. Um, or who that might be. Well, but, uh, and, sorry, ahead. one other thing, Jason, the, the analogy that I'll use that I think is a good analogy, and I'm not sure. Are, are we going to have don't marry the first girl you date? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, uh, although, although that's not a great idea either. Uh, although, although I did, I did know the night that I met my wife that, that, that she would become my wife someday. Uh, really? I do believe I, in love at first You knew it in your own mind and you were convinced that it would happen. So she didn't really have a choice, or you just thought she is the person I would like to become my wife. I thought it, I thought it, but then I vocalized it. It took me at least a couple of weeks to vocalize. Oh, I was going to say vocalize <laughs> it on the first day. That would scare. That, that could be really scary if you yeah, yeah. see it on the oh, first day. By the way, if you want to know about my second name, wait until the second date. But you're going to be my wife. And she's right, going to right, right, right. Together. That'd be totally creepy. No, no, we wouldn't do that. Uh, but uh, sorry, no, but you weren't the, going to use that analogy. T tell me what you're going to tell me. The, the analogy I was going to use is, um, you know, the difference between a um, travel aggregator, a booking platform. Here right. in the United States, we have you know Travelocity and and Kayak and Orbits and yeah. and Expedia. Um, 
But it's the difference between using one of those and having a conversation with a travel agent that truly knows you and that's known you for 20 years and, and you know, that can knows the right questions to ask and knows your tendencies and your likes and your dislikes versus the travel agency. I mean, uh, the, the, the travel aggregator site spits out a search result and it's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing. It can be a really good thing, but sometimes you want to have that interpersonal relationship that, um, that oh, is curating uh, the, the, the result set for you carefully. Yeah, I suppose a similar situation is when somebody asks me which SEO tools I would use or which SEO tools I'd recommend for them. The, the fact is there are lots of platforms like SEMrush or Rank Ranger um, or MyPosio, my which is a French one, who all do the tracking um, mm -hmm. or WooRank. And which one corresponds to which client depends on what they're trying to do and what information right. they're trying to visualize right. and, and in which manner. Right. And so the... Uh, the approach is, is is different. I mean, I would use Rank Ranger if I were trying to look at reputation and SERP space and rich elements alongside it. I would use SEMrush if I was trying to analyze the crawling, the quality of my site. I would use WooRank if I were trying to track uh, pure rankings uh, and and mix in the rich elements too. I mean, there you go, that's my, my piece of advice. But in fact, loads of tools and the fact that I've used them all, I use Screaming Frog for crawling. I like Screaming Frog, I think it's great. Um, uh, like uh, site bulb, sorry, is also brilliant, but I tend not to use it. But it is very good for certain case scenarios, especially for the visualization aspect. There you go, a bit of SEO advice for you. I now understand where you're coming from. Thank you very much, Joe Kaufman. Perfect. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Joe.